You're listening to Classic Movies Live, the pre-recorded show where we talk about movies that just came out. Except in this case, this movie came out actually quite a while ago. We're going to talk about First Cow, which has been available since about July and I think came out in March. Uh, so quite a ways back from when you're listening to this, probably. But um, yeah, that's what we're going to talk about. It is a movie by Kelly Reichert, uh, distributed by A24. It's a movie about the, about Oregon 160 years ago. And well, we're, we're going to tell you a little bit more about it. So um, there is a spoiler warning eventually. Uh, it's I think it's like a half an hour in, so... If you're if you're interested in knowing what this movie is about without spoilers, you will be able to duck out as soon as the as soon as uh, spoilers start. So there you go. Uh, this is going to be one of like four songs from this movie. There's not a lot of music in this movie, but here's here's the opening song from First Cow. If we could find it, if not, it's another song from First Cow, and you'll never know which one. listening to another episode of classic movies live the pre-recorded show recorded in 2020 where we talk about classic movies as they're coming out uh today we're going to talk about first cow i don't know a better way to introduce introduce that we're just going to do it what do you think pierre did you see this movie i did see this movie just recently very recently I gotta stop asking you that. I think like if the answer is ever no, we just cut it off early. <laughs> I mean, it's sometimes I have seen like half the movies, so like in the past, so uh, I guess not a bad question to episode. ask. Sometimes. I guess there it was, was one episode. Was Clockwork Orange, where I saw half of it. Oh yeah, that's hmm. Well, I mean, I guess we said that, and I, I, I tried to avoid saying that, but I think I spilled the beans on that one back when we recorded that. I, I, feel, I felt like an asshole it. at the time. <laughs> I Don't worry, I did not feel anything. I was just think, wondering what the hell happened in that movie. And I still haven't seen it, oddly enough. You should. Uh, no. So there's, there's our first recommendation of the day. If you haven't Clockwork seen A Clockwork Orange. Orange, or alternatively, if you haven't seen A Clockwork Orange all the way through, go finish the movie. Go do that. So, uh, first cow. Do you, uh, like I'll I'll summarize this in a minute. But like, did you even know anything about this movie? Because I know like I keep no. bringing it up some every now and then. But the uh, the only thing I saw of this movie before I watched it was the uh, the poster, which was a cow, and I assumed the cow would play a very big role in this movie, or it have something to do with like. A cow is the main character, but I was very, very wrong. I got to say, so before I had seen this movie, all I I had watched or not watched, I had like read a few synopses, but clearly I hadn't absorbed any of the information. And I I was mostly going off the poster as well. 
And I kind of thought for some reason that this was going to be like a life of pie thing where he's in a boat with a cow or something like instead of, instead of a tiger. So like, that's kind of what I was expecting. I don't know exactly why I thought that was what I should be expecting, but like, that's kind of what I was expecting going in. And it is quite different than that actually. Um, so first off, this movie does not take place in an ocean or in India, um, which are two True. things that I was surprised to learn. Uh, this movie takes place in Oregon. Um, so this movie, like, it starts out with a girl finding like two ske- finding two skeletons in the woods, uh, which takes a surprisingly long time. Like, that's there's a lot of screen time given to this girl finding these two skeletons in the woods, and then. Immediately after that, we're uh, taken back in time about 160 years to just some settlers uh, on their way to a fort in uh, prehistoric Oregon, you know, 160 years ago. And um, that's where we meet our main character, Cookie, who I think he's supposed. uh, Yeah, he's he's a cook. He wants to be a baker. And so like he's but he's. uh, He's not very well liked by the people he's traveling with. So as he's traveling with them, he meets a Chinese man named King Lu, Chinese settler. And they they sort of team up and um, end up sort of living in the woods outside the local fort. And eventually, uh, the guy who runs the local fort brings in a cow, the first cow in the Oregon Territory. And... Uh, when when that happens, King Lou and Cookie decide to like sneak in sneak in in the night and milk the cow and use that to like start a business of baking bread that's really 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 good and they use that to try and make money so that they can escape. Kind of that's that's more or less the narrative of this movie. And then it's sort of like from there on, they're secretly milking this cow. And becoming more famous. And it's really just eventually, you know, how long does their luck last? When are they going to get found out by by the cow police? The cow police. <laughs> yeah, that's basically how it goes. It's, it's a pretty straightforward movie. I don't... Yeah, it's, it, uh, it almost feels weird calling that a story. Because it is. Like, it's a clear narrative. But, like, unlike in most movies, I didn't get... A lot of uh, it, it, it was it felt really strange. It's a clear narrative, like I said, but in like a lot of movies, you know, an end goal is clear very early on. But this movie really just felt like things happening, even though it wasn't a typical kind of movie where it's just things happening. I don't know. I, I don't know a better way to say that. Maybe maybe you do. You, do you understand what I'm saying? I I do. I guess. Yeah. It's it's just a I, especially in the first like i want to say 40 50 minutes it it just doesn't feel like there's much direction in the narrative and and then once i guess they they bring in this the the cow once they find the cow or whatever then it it takes a very a uh, relatively rigid structural plot line um which in my opinion was pretty straightforward like uh, uh, straightforward, but I, I would really say cliche. Honestly, I it was very obvious where it was going once they start doing what they're doing, and then mm-hmm. I mean, I kind of 
because uh, I, I realized that this movie uh, was relatively highly regarded. I was expecting the plot to go somewhere a little different than uh, than what happened, but it never really did. And that was kind of the only thing that was keeping me interested for the most part, even even though the scenes were kind of the scenes themselves were interesting. The whole the whole process of them uh, baking was cool and mm-hmm. it felt cool that they were getting away with it. But I mean, like, I, I I don't feel like this this was like its own. It doesn't feel like it's enough to be really be its own story, if that makes sense, which is uh, disappointing. I think that's kind of strange then that like this is the story that they went with. I wish I knew a little more about this director, Kelly Reichardt. Uh, I hope I'm saying that right. But um, she's apparently made sort of a name for her. Well, she's made a name for herself doing like very, very small movies. Like she's handling very small events um, and like making those the subject of her movie. And this is actually this movie. First Cow is based at least partially on a book called The Half-Life. But I read a synopsis of The Half-Life. Uh, just very briefly, I haven't unfor- I unfortunately haven't had the chance to read the book, but the book is 307 pages long and involves a trip to China and back to Oregon and also involves an entire storyline 160 years in the future, which in, in, our, in this case means the present. So like this, the book that this movie is based on, there's a lot there. So I think it's really interesting that Kelly Reichardt decided to go with an important part of the book, I'm assuming, but ultimately a very, very, very small part of it. Or, I mean, I'd assume a very small part of it because there's there's very little in this movie. Yeah, I, I guess I could see it from a, a, a budget, a budget-wise look at it in terms of it doesn't seem like her movies usually get a lot of uh, money. So, Jude, Jude like, I guess the they're very, I'd say they're very artsy movies, mm-hmm. uh, at least on the surface. So um, it's understandable that I guess they wouldn't want to bring it to China or whatever, as the as the book did. But sure. um, yeah, I, I guess it's like kind of unfortunate, but then also like it, it's it's nice that it didn't try to be more than it was in a way as well um because i i guess these types of movies have their own kind of niche in that it's a it's it's almost like a movie about nothing if that makes sense it's like a small little caper that in the end doesn't really feel or it doesn't have much uh i want to say like impact on either on on like the the that that world that they built as a whole or that that village Mm -hmm. or the or the characters for the most part i mean technically it does but like it doesn't really like these characters don't really evolve at all. They 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 bond, I guess. But yeah, there's no uh, there's no like uh, character development or really big plot moments for for the characters to like do stuff. They just um, they're just kind of living for the most part. They're they're, they're yeah. making a hustle, which I guess is kind of cool in that because this it's it's a uh, it's capturing a time period where that was very much the the goal in that in this new world where they're where a lot of people are just kind of trying to make a living in any way they can because i guess that that that, that was how it worked right because i think a lot of the people that went to the new world were like there weren't enough like jobs in europe right so they were all looking for like the land of opportunity if that makes sense 
Well, and also like these people, these are particular uh, main characters in this case were just like, they just sort of been going through the frontier for pretty much as long as they could remember. Well, one of them had come from China and the other one had come from like Boston or something. And they were both just kind of poor and on the look for anything they could get in the new frontier. Yeah. Yeah. So like using that format, they do kind of a little, uh, I don't know if this is a genre, but it's just kind of like, like, you know, it's like an underdog story essentially at first where it's just mm-hmm. poor, poor people kind of getting, uh, get getting what they deserve from from the hustle if that makes sense even though they're kind of cheating the system i can't right. think of i can't think of any movies like that off the top of my head i don't know why but maybe like have you seen a uh, having fun with dick and jane i have although that it, that's the only movie i can think of where because they their get rich quick scheme that kind of works for a bit was them robbing people i think right, right? I think so. I don't like I don't remember how it ends, but it's like the same the same basic narrative structure in that, you know, you're they're getting away with it until they kind of go slightly too far and then it all collapses around them. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, and there's not too many curveballs in here. If any. No, like I actually really appreciated how predictable this movie was at like in the middle. I think this movie has more or less three acts. Like there's the first act where everything is sort of building up and like that's the first 45 minutes. Like not a lot like you already said, not a lot happens until the cow gets there. Then there's the second act which is like everything that we've talked about. And then there's the third act where they get discovered and they just sort of like try and escape. Um and like I really appreciated how predictable the second act was because up until that point like I was interested but there wasn't very much happening, so I didn't even really know what to think of this movie because, um, well, because of a lot of the things that I think we're about to talk about, like when we talked to just how about how this movie just looks. But there, there was nothing happening, so I'm like, what is this movie about for the first little bit? And then for when once the cow got there, like, um, and it all clicks. Right? It, it all clicks. Like everything pays off. Uh, I wouldn't say pay like that's I really I don't think this movie had to be two hours in any way shape or form it could have definitely been like an hour and a half and I probably would have gotten more than enough narrative to like pay off all the all the more climactic parts of the movie I guess I because I really I I don't feel like I learned much about these characters in terms of like in terms of like from the first act i don't i really just needed to know two things which is that the first the the guy from boston's a baker and the guy from china uh i don't even know what what was he doing that was like really necessary to their operation he just Uh, he was he was just kind of a hustler like he's interested he i what i got from most of the movie was that he was untrustworthy because like at the very beginning, they they meet when like he's naked because he's just been like driven out of some area and he hid all of his stuff in different spots in the forest. And like uh, Cookie, the the baker, gets him a like lets him stay in his tent for a day. And when he wakes up, he's no longer there. And then they meet up again at the fort, and all of a sudden he's got all his clothes back and he's been there for a couple of days. And like basically, the interesting thing about King Lou is that like 
you never know enough about him. Not that you actually ever learn that much about him, but anytime you learn anything about him, it only brings up more questions, I thought. Oh, okay. That makes sense. So he's like the... I guess he's the one that kind of pushes the whole operation in the first place, right? Yeah. Um, whereas the... I guess the main character is very like mild-mannered and like even-tempered and uh not very ambitious i guess yeah until he gets a until he gets a a taste of that sweet sweet coin (laughs) yeah but even then i guess like because he's the one that wanted to end it i guess it's like yeah it's the cliche like duo where it's like i guess one's talented but doesn't really want to use it the other one's kind of using him for his talent and then that takes it too far Mm -hmm. so yeah, it's a uh, yeah, I, I don't again, like, yeah, 50 minutes of that wasn't really necessary at all. And then I, I maybe that would have been fine if I got if I got more stuff that paid off from that act in terms of like their operation and stuff, I guess. But like, mm-hmm. like, honestly, like you could you could almost do the first act in like 10 minutes. And then the second because the second and third act are very it doesn't really take much from the first act in terms of uh like payoff and stuff like that towards the later parts of the movie from what i yeah it specifically it specifically ends on a scene that like should remind you of the first scene of the movie but like that's the only part of the third act that has very much to do with the first act at all so exactly um, yeah. yeah i definitely like i didn't really get very much out of this movie until they got to the fort and that takes probably 30 minutes of that first 50 minutes. So like yeah. you could cut out almost everything before almost everything before that very easily. Yeah. And I I guess like well I don't know cuz I'm not I'm not entirely sure what they were thinking there. It it just feels kind of pretentious to me to to have all that time and and just like wander about um because it's like then then if it makes the movie feel more like prestigious i don't know it reminds me a lot of like once upon a time in hollywood that really like grinded my gears i guess just because it it felt like a movie that thought it was too good to care about pacing if that makes sense and yeah i don't think there really are any movies that like pacings by definitely like one of the most important things you can have in a movie and i don't like it when uh it's just mostly ignored i guess Unless, unless it's like a really, unless those scenes are individually fun, I guess. Like, I don't, I guess I don't mind filler as long as it's like interesting filler. You know, I'm, I'm not, I may not be getting much out of it narratively, but if I saw them like having more fun with that first 40 minutes, then like maybe I would feel more okay with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which to me is like, like what you just said is to me the reason that Once Upon a Time was ultimately a little or once upon a time in hollywood was ultimately like a little disappointing but i still enjoyed it rather than very bad yeah because at least the filler was entertaining yeah that's true it it was enjoyable i guess i guess a lot of the the, a lot of that was i think due to I, i guess i expected a lot more from that whereas this movie i was more okay with it i was okay with it after viewing it and or no while viewing it in some ways because i didn't really know what i was expecting coming into this movie so i guess that's like a little plus and and being unknown you don't know what to expect yeah yeah um 
I do want to say, like, what do you think the budget for this movie was? Pretty low. Ah, uh, actually, because like the I really thought the the set design and the the production design and the costuming was very well done. From what oh, I yeah. could tell, I don't I don't know much about this period, but like everything looked very authentic and like I couldn't. It felt a little empty in terms of like I, but I think that's you know the setting in the first place. Like I could kind of tell. It's very obvious. Like, um, mm, I don't know how to say this, but like the the forest, they were. It, it was like they they found a place in the forest and then they built the set around that if that makes sense i don't know like that's not really a bad thing right but like it's very obvious like when when you're filming in the forest you don't really have to pay for anything like there's no location like locate like you don't have to buy pay for extras you don't have to pay like for uh for its time to use the space and stuff like that it should be pretty cheap hmm. so like i would say maybe like 1.5 mil if not I, uh... less because the biggest thing is like just maybe Maybe some of the a couple of the actors. I'm trying to think, but Toby Jones is relatively big for a movie like this. I think Toby Jones. I think Toby Jones has the ability to ask for a lot of money, but he's also in a lot of indie movies. So, like, I anticipate he's probably not. He's probably willing to do uh, movies for not like for an less. insane amount. Yeah, I guess he wasn't in us that much either his his scenes were pretty easy to do you could probably finish it in like a week or something mm-hmm. um i'm trying to think i guess the biggest thing i wonder if they shot like if they built those homes or they shot it and on like a heritage one of those heritage things for uh toby jones's home the rich guy i can't remember his name oh yeah um that that might be something and then like the whole the whole village thing they would have had to build that i'm pretty sure yeah, but the whole village was what uh, a couple of like <laughs> it was like two tiny wooden shacks, and there might have been an archway at some point. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. The more I think about it, it's probably more like a million about. So, so like yeah, I, I, props for uh, efficient very, storytelling, I guess. Yeah, I I really appreciate the serious answer. I was trying to build up to a joke of just like it oh. looked like fourteen dollars. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, my bad. <laughs> no, no. Like, your answer is much better because oh, in reality, know. it didn't look like $14. Like, the set design was very, very good. Yeah. I mean, good isn't that, I guess it looked bad because a lot of the buildings in that period were very nicely well, uh, designed. I mean, they're filming a bunch of dudes out in the forest, and that's that's what this... <laughs> That's what stuff was in there at this time, pretty much. Like the fact that the chief, uh, that uh, the fact that Toby Jones's character, Chief Factor, had a nice house, almost doesn't make sense. Yeah, I could see that. It was a very, like, not modern, but like it, it looked very developed. It was like the only slightly developed residence in all the movie, and it looked pretty. It looked good, I guess, compared to the rest of the setting, but. Maybe that was the point. I don't know. I mean, he would have wanted that if it whether that's accurate or not. Yeah. So so true. like makes sense. But I also I yeah. thought that like yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh. Uh, I was going to say the the I think the the what was it? 4 by 3 aspect ratio really helped sell some of these things too. Um mm-hmm. it it felt very 
cheap. I don't, I don't know how to say it, but it felt like it was film film cheap as well, which yeah, I guess I, helps sell the setting even more. If if this was filmed in like IMAX or something, it it feel a little too. It it definitely feel too much, and it might actually make the sets look a lot worse if you were to capture capture the film more appropriately. Well, there's just something that, like, I guess I can't really get over in this. is, And I, I just don't know how to really talk about it. Because this movie, the, the production, like, it didn't look like it was shot on really cheap equipment. It looked like it was shot cheaply, but, like, it was good equipment. And, like, the set design was accurate enough that it clearly wasn't really, really cheap. Like, this movie was not... This movie was probably cheap by comparison to a lot of things, but this movie wasn't made for like, like I couldn't go out and like fund this movie is what I'm trying to say, I guess. But also it looked kind of like, it just reminded me, it looked so much like a student film for so much of it, which it just like an extremely high budget student film. I don't, I don't know how else to say it really. Hmm. Like in, terms of the look or the style i could see the style the style i think is it, kind of it's i think it's the style because like um yeah this the the style was the style was that that's that's what i'm trying to get at i think okay cool <laughs> so i guess yeah. i guess like that's why i'm curious about this director's uh movies because it like is that just her style is this something different for her like if I watched another movie, I, she has a movie that has Jesse Eisenberg in it. Would I watch that and go, "Oh, is this something that one of Jesse Eisenberg's friend di- friends did while he was in college?" Like, it, I'm, I just I just don't know. Like, th- it's it's weird because this is stylistically this is very different from most other movies I've seen, but it's different in a way that I can almost put to words. I guess. Yeah. It. it well, it feels kind of. It feels very much. A24, if that makes sense. Well, yeah, that um, makes sense. In terms of the slow and like, uh, I guess, artsy filmmaking. I, I just, the thing is, I don't really, this, it, I think it, it, it felt like it was supposed to be artsy, but it really wasn't, in my opinion. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, did, did any of the acting stand out to you? Um, I liked King Lou. Uh, King Lou came across, like, I felt like his character was supposed to be a shifty guy, and I think he did that well, but he also like didn't come across one note in any way. Like I thought he was I thought he was very good. Mm. Um I don't know that there's really that much to say about any like nothing specific that he did uh stood out. I just thought he was really charismatic, I guess. Uh that is a guy named Orion Lee, who does not have his own Wikipedia page. So he's I don't think this is his debut, but He's not in a lot of things. Not a big actor. Yeah, I think the getting kind of uh, very muted acting was a big part of it as well. Because, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, the, they didn't really feel like it didn't feel at, like it was acting. It was just normal people uh, furthering like the the lack of dramatic storytelling, I guess, that the that the director was going for. I think so, that yeah. I mean, while I, I, I described the style as it being like kind of like a student film and that might sound like an insult but i think like a lot of stuff went into making that like for example she picked these aren't no name actors there's actually quite there's quite a few actors in here that are at the very least recognizable 
but mm. like they're so uh these aren't like triple a listers or anything so at the very beginning when i started watching this movie i actually wondered like is this a student film which it obviously isn't but like this movie there was nothing to distract me from what's happening in the movie in a way. Cause like I didn't, I, I recognized Toby Jones and I guess he kind of pulled me out of it. Cause I'm like, is that Toby Jones? But then yeah. aside from that, you know, th I could almost put a name, I, I could like almost put a name to a couple of faces, but I couldn't quite. So that didn't, that wasn't distracting. Um, and like, it didn't have like an overblown, it didn't look like it was overly produced. I mean, it certainly wasn't. So I think like the style benefited the movie because it made me kind of think about what I'm watching, which um, in general is a good thing, I think. Although it did sort of leave me confused a lot. Like I said, that first act is does not do it very many favors, I don't think. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> I was very confused until uh, the second act, which mm -hmm. which is like I kind of further the just like I I. I didn't even really it's almost like I didn't even experience the first act and I still understood the movie very, very well from the second act forward. So, hmm. I mean, yeah, it's just it's just frustrating. Um, Can we talk about spoilers now? Because have we not? Was, yeah, let's no, this is spoilers. Guess, so okay, there's cool. there's spoilers now. There was just a couple of things that really frustrated me were how like like I get it was like it was following like a very basic plot when once you get into the baking and stuff but like some of the so like how how they get caught was i think really ridiculous if that makes sense like the whole they had a system where he would make a noise if he saw something right and like i don't understand how uh, uh like when they get caught that he's making a noise and there's no reaction from the main character like nothing and then he has to fall and then he like coincidentally falls from a branch uh which is what alerts the the home the homeowner the cow owners i guess uh toby jones specifically that like someone is stealing milk from his cow right and it's just mm -hmm. it just feels like a little too a way too convenient of a way to wrap up the second act and that like i i feel like these characters were relatively smart until like it's convenient for the plot for them to be completely stupid. Yeah. I that, wonder that if this ridiculous. is, I wonder, I always have to wonder with stuff like that, how much, how it was portrayed in the book, because like, I think I kind of get it because at this point, by that point, it's very, very subtle. So subtle. You almost don't even notice it. But by that point, cookie is kind of going mad with power. Not really. Like yeah. that's a weird way to say it, but like by that point, He's trying to get more and more milk out of this cow so that like on the next day he can make another 60, an, an extra 60 silver or something. So yeah. like he's so like, I think what happened, I, I think what probably is the explanation there is like he heard a noise, but like until the guy fell out of the, until the guy fell out of the tree and alerted everyone, he was like, Oh, I can probably just do a little more here. So yeah, like, but that's like so that's been done so many times before. Like, sure. Like, it's just so like obvious where it's headed. It like, like even it feels like the main characters have to know. Right. And I get mm. that it's greed and stuff that's fueling it. But like, like, come on, at least at least make it a little more interesting. Yeah, 
I, I, I pretty much agree with you. Yeah. And I just like, like the whole, like you hear him with, they even, what's odd is they even cut to right beside, what is, what is his name? Cookie, the main guy? Cookie is the main guy and King yeah. is the other one. Uh, they cut to Cookie and like, you can still like evidently hear the guy whistling in the background. And I guess, I guess after what you said, it's implied that he's so absorbed into getting the milk that he doesn't hear it at all. But it was just kind of uh, a lame way. And then, and then the way they like the whole escaping too was like, like he hits his head on a tree and then he gets saved, which, but like the, him getting saved really doesn't do anything. If that makes sense. Like, yeah, by the, I, by the, uh, Native Americans. Um, I feel like the the third, like the second act, was so strong by comparison to the rest of the movie that the third act ended up being very disappointing personally. Because like once they're escaping, they both sort of run off their own separate ways, and then a bunch of stuff happens where they're being pursued or uh, in different. Uh, you know, they're being pursued by different parties and um, they're both having to do their own thing and cookies in a ditch. And like, there's a lot going on. But what I specifically liked about this movie up until this point was the parts of the movie where everything is kind of focused on them. And all of a sudden it kind of loses that in the third act. And I sort of lost a lot of interest at that point. Yeah, same. I just, I, I guess the only, the only redeeming part is that they don't show them dying on screen. But I really, I really just wish that they cut, they cut out the first part, and then they cut out. Actually, no. If they cut out the first part, I actually would have liked the movie a lot more, because, um, I feel like them dying from this experience makes the movie way more. It, it adds an odd odd dramatic touch to it where it's it's very it feels like it's very much a movie of just these two guys doing something and then they kind of move on right and maybe kind of learn their lesson or whatever but like them dying makes this like this is like it, it frames it as a tragedy and i while i do appreciate the kind of subtle connection to the start which is kind of interesting i don't like it in terms of the entire story because yeah i think it for for a movie where I wanted more drama, I I actually think that over over dramatizes it uh, way more due to how the movie portrays itself for like literally the entire time. Mm -hmm. I just wish it was more of just like a cute little story if they were going to keep it that way rather than a like a tragedy. I think it becomes a tragedy of the of the the greed of two men, I guess which like, yeah actually I, I feel like i have i've seen before so i actually gotta say like if the beginning didn't happen where she found the skeletons and like they're sitting together and you're like oh what's the story behind these skeletons i think if that beginning didn't happen i would actually like the i i didn't mind the ending per personally like i liked it quite a bit because of that tie back and whatever but like yeah i think if if it hadn't tied back to anything like if there was no that beginning wasn't there I actually don't think I actually think I might have liked the ending even better because then it would be just like, oh, this is a story about two guys in Oregon. And that's yeah. just what it is. Yeah, it feels like the movie's owning what it is mm -hmm. more. So, uh, yeah, that's unfortunate because, yeah, I, it, it felt it was actually kind of heartbreaking at the end. 
to to find out that this all of this made them die this is what they died for i guess especially because like they died from it's kind of funny to think about but wasn't it it was like a kid that I, it felt like he was salty. He was mad that he never got one of their biscuits from the start. Oh, yeah, that was so because like, like they didn't. the The kid is only shown in like three scenes. One where he's all where he's the gonna get the last biscuit, and then someone pushes him aside and like pays extra to get the last biscuit. And the other two scenes are when he's hunting them down. So like we don't know <laughs> yeah. anything else about this kid. Probably. This kid doesn't even care about them. But the way that it's framed, it's like this dude has a grudge because he never got a biscuit. Yeah, exactly. Right. So I, I guess it's implied he killed them for the money. Pretty sure. It's if he kills them at all, that's already implied. Like he, we don't see them get killed by him on screen either. Oh, that's he happens true, to be the yeah. only guy around. Yeah. Um. But I don't know, man. That that just it felt like it felt a little if 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 it felt like the movie was implying he killed them. And if that is the case, then I think that's like frankly kind of ridiculous and a little comic very comical actually. Uh and it doesn't feel earned in any way. So No, yeah. it just feels really silly. Yeah, silly, kind of random, which again is not really what this movie was trying to go for. Mm-hmm. So yeah, mix mixed signals from this, but uh, uh, I don't know. What do you have any other thoughts? No, I mean that's pretty much it. I think we've kind of said all we can about this movie. Yeah. I I did not expect this movie to be what it was, uh, but ultimately I did like it. Yeah, I I agree. I don't I don't regret watching it, but I just I don't I just don't feel like this movie really brought anything to the table that made it made it worth worth being a movie if that makes sense it sounds really yeah. harsh for me to say that but i don't i don't feel like the book like uh the movie brought anything from the book that like the book probably couldn't tell better itself because essentially the movie is very much it feels like it is a book I'm, I'm reading a novel because it is very slow and uh uh i guess and i don't know how to say it but just the way the way it is it takes its time um, and it takes a lot of time developing the characters and like going a lot into the the world and stuff is what a is what a novel would do. And it didn't really yeah. feel like this needed to be captured in movie format. Yeah, I guess when you say that, I do kind of wonder, like, what is this movie saying? And there's a lot of there's there's probably an answer. I'm sure Kelly Reichardt has a good answer for us, because, like, I did like this movie, but uh, ultimately a lot of it seemed very pretentious because that's the kind of movie this is not because yeah. it was like making some greater point, which maybe it was, but like really wasn't obvious. I, I, yeah, it wasn't obvious. And like, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to say that like, as much as I did in fact, enjoy this movie, it's not going to go down as one of my favorites of this year. I would say. No, definitely not. It's a very unique movie though. I'll give it that. It is unique. It is like, I, yeah. I gotta say, I do. I may have seen another movie like this. I actually cannot think of one. Um. Well, yeah. I was gonna. I was gonna say that. Uh. When I think of it, I think of like the Florida Project is like another movie that was kind of like this. But I definitely like that one a lot more because I feel like it's making uh 
or capturing a very unique point in that it's uh, it's following like, like this uh it's following a, a a kind of a world that i have i didn't even know existed and that it's about like uh a bunch like people that don't really have much going for them living in the hotels or motels i guess outside right outside disney world i believe is what's happening there and uh like that's like an experience i've never even thought of or like knew existed and that's why i feel like even though like that that movie also uh, had even less plot it, it was very much just generally stuff happening for the most part and but i still really appreciated that because it felt like i was i was learning something new or experiencing this experience uh or experiencing someone else's life through the the, the lens of the movie camera whereas hmm. uh, like this this i feel like this period has been captured pretty uh pretty often in terms of the cinematic like the cinema yeah i wasn't learning very much new about i yeah when i was watching this i wasn't it it wasn't something i hadn't seen before from a setting point of view or like i wasn't really learning very much but like it did to me still feel like i don't know it it was it was well done in that setting and Mm -hmm. like i still felt like i was I mean, I, I still I still enjoyed it. And even if I wasn't necessarily learning anything new, like I still thought this was, you know, an, a, an interesting story from the frontier. That's fair. Yeah. Cool. Uh, do you um, do you want to put a number on that bad boy? Yeah, I'm going to say like I would say probably a six point five. Like a, it's, it's closer to a seven than a six, but it's it's not like it's not. I don't think it's actually at a seven for me. Yeah, I'd say about the same, like five, maybe, uh, like six, maybe a five, depending on mm. how I how I might feel later. It's the more I talk about it, the more I don't like it, honestly. And, That's unfortunate, but I get it. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but it, it, I guess it was cool to see a movie that styled like this. So I appreciate that. But that's all I can say. So uh, I think we're going to do something a little bit different for the next couple of episodes, because... Uh, I, as of recording this, probably when this comes out, this is no longer going to be a relevant thing to say. But as of recording this, Mank, uh, the movie about one of a movie about, among other things, the making of Citizen Kane, if I remember correctly, is coming out next week in theaters. Uh, Not any theaters that we're anywhere close to, I'm sure. However, like it's going to be coming out on in Netflix just over just under a month later. So we're going to talk about that when we get there, but that still gives us like four episodes before that happens. So like considering Mank is uh, about Citizen Kane, um, you ever seen Citizen Kane, Pierre? I have not. Perfect. So we're going to talk about that. But first, I figured like since uh, let's uh, let's sort of get let's let's sort of like build up to it, I guess, because like. Mank is going to be in black and white. Citizen Kane is in black and white. There's a lot of other things about that are going to be in common between those two movies. But like, let's start from just the black and white thing. Let's watch some black and white movies for a bit. Sure, I like the sound of that. So uh, you had you had one idea for next week. So why don't you why don't you say that? Because that's what we're going to be watching next week. Yes, uh, I'd really like to see the Maltese Falcon, the 1941 film noir. I think it's a mystery mystery movie 
and uh yeah it's it's generally seen as i i, I read this thing it was like it's cons in some cases it's considered like the first film noir movie so it could be kind of cool yeah that would be sick because like i gotta say i've seen a lot of movies because i've mostly seen newer movies right i've seen a lot of movies that are classified as noir and that i would never recognize as such like drive is a noir movie um I guess I get it, but it's not noir in the way that I have usually heard noir used. So like, I, you know, there's a lot of things like um, there's there's a lot like the classic detective story is based on noir movies, but I've never seen one of those movies that it's actually based on. So like I've seen references upon references to noir movies, but I don't know that I've actually seen that many. Yeah, uh, same. I think I in film class I watched. I had to watch a couple, but I really didn't like them. <laughs> what I remember, even Blade Runner. I, Blade Runner is a pretty famous, like I guess it's neo noir, uh, but even that, it's such a slow movie, and I never, I've seen it so many times, and I never really got into it. So maybe I'm kind of screwing myself over here in terms of enjoying these next few movies. But I well, guess I mean, it'll be cool to see. We're starting with one that is considered the best, so. Yeah, I think it's, we it's, might be safe. Hopefully. Hopefully. So we'll hopefully. come back next week yeah. for the Maltese Falcon. Uh, what is the cool. last word, Pierre? Moo. No.